Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always with my co-host at Birdsell and Jake Simone, part three of our bold predictions. Boys, how you doing? Swell. Couldn't be better. Ditto. My, pitch, Ditto my pitchers show up to work every day. Do your pitchers show up to work every day, Jake? They do. How about yours, Adam? Do they show up for work? Yeah, when they're scheduled to pitch. Pitch, really? yes. <laughs> really? What, 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 how's DeGrom doing? He's doing well. How, how did he pitch uh, this, this past week? I haven't seen him. He's, he's ramping up. Ramping up? Oh, for what? For more pitching. Where, for where, where we, is he at these days? For when we need him in the World Series, obviously. <laughs> Jake, did they go to the World Series? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I've dreamed. I, I've dreamed too. I've dreamed too. It's nice. It's funny. So Jake, Jake, who are we getting at the deadline is going to put us over the top to get to the World Series? Is it going to be Wilson Contreras or is it going to be no? Like I don't want it. I, no, 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 no. We, we don't need Wilson Contreras. Jose Trevino is a baseball player. Um, I would say Andrew Benintendi. Oh, that's a great shout. And a former and, Red Sox. And a yeah. sleeper. I'm feeling a part three. You know what I'm thinking about, Bird? Ooh, a part part three in pinstripes right here. A part Adam, you can guess this one too if you if you can get it. I don't know if you I think Bird might get it. A part three in pinstripes. The, the last member of the 09 World Series team that's currently in baseball. Do I know this? And I oh. think it could ha- I think it could happen like next week too. BG? Who? Is it Brett Gardner? No, not Brett Gardner. F- he's no. retired. Okay, good. No, he's not retired. He probably the Yankees will probably bring him back eventually. <laughs> but not now. Last member of the 09 World Series team. That's currently in baseball. He's having a great year, by the way. Currently in baseball. Is it a pitcher or a hitter? Fuck am I drawing a, a blank? Pitcher. It's a pitcher. Who is it? It's been on the Yankees twice. Oh, oh, I know it. I know it. Light bulb. I know it. Who is it? David Robertson. It's David Robertson. David Robertson still in the league? He's having a phenomenal year for the Cubs. For the Cubs. Really? Yep. Oh my gosh. D Rob for Miguel Andujar. He was so gone. bad on Get the Phillies. Going. I thought that he was done. No, he he's he's back. Yeah, he's been great for the Cubs. Maybe it's just the Phillies. It's the Phillies' problem. They're, they're terrible. Hey, if we we need an eighth inning arm, so if David Robinson wants to be the guy to be the bridge to uh, to Clay Holmes, uh, I'm for it. Notice how I didn't say our oldest Chapman. Yeah, he's done until further notice. Good, good, outstanding. My heart, my heart can rest. Yep. I think every team, every team hates their closer. Not me. I love Clay Holmes. Ah, I was going to say, Clay Holmes is a great guy. I fucking love him. Well, you don't like Aroldis Chapman. It's not the closer. No, it's not a closer. Well, when he was, yeah. Aroldis Chapman doesn't show up for work. You know who shows up for work? Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes shows up for work. That's my kind of guy. Aroldis Chapman is just like Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. They don't show up for work. It's correct. It, it, this is like really weird. And like my last point on this, we had this guy at like my old job. Like it wasn't like God rest his soul. He passed, unfortunately, but like wasn't necessarily like the greatest guy. Like if that makes sense, like no one really like God, he wasn't the most friendly the man's grave. Jesus, I know I'm not. That's I'm not. rough. And Are like, you... the and like we were talking about him one day and like the owner was like, he's like, try He's like, he showed up. <laughs> that was like, Best feature was Jesus showed up. That's what he was remembered by showing up. The best that's a big thing. The best ability is availability. Exactly. That's what we talk. That's literally the theme of fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. And this podcast right now. Best ability is availability. Here we all are. Correct. One big happy family. Bold predictions. So I'm starting off with something that I was previously excited about, but after previous discussions, I'm a little not as excited about it. 
Oh, don't worry. If you're going to go the way that I think you're going, I don't think we're going to blast you as hard considering we've already done it. Yeah. I mean, I think Derek Carr is going to be have a good year. But How good? Top 10? Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, I mean, look, brother. Look, we're not going to go too deep into it just because if you want to hear the Derek Carr discussion, go back and listen to Wednesday's episode. Just listen to that one. You're going to get all your information about Derek Carr. However, however, there's a different avenue that I want to approach with this because, Adam, I've never met a more Derek Carr guy than you. It's it's crazy to me. I don't get it. I think Adam's higher on Derek Carr than David Carr is on Derek Carr. <laughs> he might be. He might be. Are you actually? Is your name actually Adam Carr by any chance? No, it's not. Okay, I'm just checking. It's Adam Castar, but it's not said that way. Anyway, that's besides the point. Close enough. Close enough. But what's what's the appeal with with Carr? Really, it's it's the offense for me. And we already talked about how you know both of you don't really like his upside or see any upside for Derek Carr. But, you know, he might not be – he might not take, like, a jump like he did uh, or like rookies do or sophomores do. But I think that getting a weapon like Devontae Adams will provide a boost for him this year. And if guys go down hurt, then he could definitely be in a position as a top 10 guy. Do I think it will happen? Probably not. He could be top 15. That's more. That's slightly more likely. Top but, fifteen is more likely. That one, that one, I'd be. That one, I think, is is pretty is likely. Yeah. But, I mean, if things break his way, then yeah, he could totally be in the top ten. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're looking. You're looking at the AFC West. It's going to be involved in some shootouts for sure. But again, as as, as we said, and I think Jake can also touch on this as well. I mean, the the, the ceiling for me is just. It's not there non-existent yeah he'll be a staple on the mailbag this week is like kirk cousins jalen hurts Derek carr which one and don't forget the end of the year jimmy garoppolo yes like how could i forget good god good god i don't don't, if i'm telling you week one someone is going to put into the fucking mailbag just just for fun kirk cousins or jalen hurts I, I do think, though, Carr will have top 10 weeks. Oh, I think so. He always does. He always does. I just yeah. think as an overall consensus, especially when they play like the Chargers, the Chiefs, they're going to be in shootouts. Yeah, the, by all means, go with Derek Carr. But it, I don't know about the whole matchup proof, set it and forget it, top 10 guy. I just don't see it. I, I, I It's just not there for me. And we I don't want to get too far into it because uh, we obviously did discuss this last time. Yeah. But – yeah, I see the logic, though, Adam. I do. Well, listen, this is not reasonable predictions with Adam, Jake, and Bird. This is bold predictions. On a scale of bold, I would say this is like a, a, a nine. <laughs> I would say nine and a half. Yes. It's not well-measured takes. But but then again, then again, Jake, we are talking to the king of bold predictions. So That's it. Listen, he broken, does have a very good track record. So something, something, broken clocks, blind squirrels, whole bit. <laughs> All right, next one. Okay, uh, running backs. Bird, this might be interesting for you. Has this guy been mentioned yet? No, actually. Okay, good. All right. So this is about your Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I think Tony Pollard eventually... Will or not eventually. I think Tony Pollard will have more fantasy points this season than Zeke. Wow. Jake, you want to go first on that one? I mean, I think Tony Pollard deserves to play more than Zeke. <laughs> but I don't think Jerry Jones and his wallet agree with that. That's no, my only that's my only not. thing. Is do you think Zeke will be injured though? Is like my next. Do you, like, do you think Zeke's gonna play like maybe eight games, eight to ten games? Is that why? That was my next question. Yeah, I mean injuries do will play a factor into this. Injuries and poor performance. 
Zeke has just not had it this these past couple of years. You know, I mean, he was an RB6 last year, but like still, like in 2020, he didn't have it. And that's, you can blame that on Dak being injured and him just checking out. Yeah, I do agree with Adam, though. I think the Cowboys might be more inclined to see what Tony Pollard is this year, where they can get out of the Z contract at the end of the year. And if Tony Pollard does look like that guy, they don't need to invest a lot into the running back position. I think Tony Pollard in dynasty formats is a, like, if you don't have him, like now's the time to go get We're going to talk Pollard. about this so much. You know, Tony Pollard would be a starter on at least half the teams in the league. I, agree. Uh, uh, I don't know about half. I don't know about half. I think, I think if you if you list them out, you could probably name about like eight teams. 12, I would say well to eight to twelve teams where he would be a starter. Okay, so a, a third, a third of the league. Yeah, but I mean, I, I see, I see what you're saying, Adam. But I think if Zeke plays the full slate of games this year, I just don't see the snaps for Tony Pollard to outproduce Ezekiel Elliott. If that makes sense, but you know what that I'm does saying? make sense. No, yeah, for sure. And they're once again, kind of like the Derek Carr thing, like a lot of stuff has to break a certain way for this to happen. Listen, I'm not drafting Ezekiel Elliott. This is why I don't want to draft Ezekiel Elliott, because I would have to you have to draft Tony Pollard. You have to overdraft Tony Pollard. Yep. Yep. And I have Tony Pollard at 68 in my ranks. That's ridiculously high. It is. No, it is ridiculously high. But the consensus on Pollard is at 75. I think that's so high, man. But it's crazy because does, does Tony Pollard have standalone value like a Latavius Murray did when he was Alvin Kamara's backup? Or Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? A little different for me. Because Kareem Hunt is an absolute stud. Like, let, let's not forget, like, Kareem Hunt doesn't have his little problem. He's probably the best running back in fantasy football to this day. Here's the thing with this the Zeke Pollard issue. Does Tony Pollard deserve to play more? Absolutely. Yes, he does. But Ezekiel Elliott is the guy. He's the guy that the Cowboys hung their hat on for a considerable amount of time. And for, you know, it was an up and down sort of season for Zeke. He got hurt, messed up his knee. Then after the bye week, he didn't have a 100-yard game. Um, at least on the ground. I believe he had one total 100-yard game after that. And that but and that does Pollard it. have the standalone value, though? Well, that's it. Is is Tony Pollard in the same ilk as, you know, the Kareem Hunts and the Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray? Um, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, it, it, Alvin Kamara sort of situation, exactly. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, exactly. I, I don't know. Just because I think the plan – with what Dallas is going to do pretty much similar to what they did when Zeke was kind of laboring at the end of the year was due for every two Zeke drives is one Tony Pollard drive. So maybe if you want to bank on Pollard getting 15 touches a game, then okay, fine. 10, 15, somewhere in there. And then I guess then he's worth it there. I just don't see him being anything more than a flex in 12 and 14 team leagues, unless something happens with Zeke. But yes, I completely agree that he is a elite high end handcuff where, I mean, Zeke goes down for whatever reason, you're talking a top 12 running back week in week out in, in Tony Pollard. And he could be fantastic uh, in, in that role, but I agree with what Jake said as well, and we talk about it all the time. In Keeper and Dynasty, if you have the opportunity to go trade for Tony Pollard now and the cost is affordable, you, you have to do it. You have got to do it. Because I think this is last. This is the last year for Zeke and Dallas. But, I mean, let's also talk about Zeke. For what Zeke did a year ago, despite the ups and downs that he had, he still was a double-edged double touchdown guy, still had 1,000 yards. If Zeke is coming in healthy, which – from all of the people that I've talked to that are close to doubt, the, the Cowboys are saying that Zeke looks healthy. Then, you know, if Zeke is going to be a thousand yard guy that you're getting in, in my ranks, I have Zeke at 33. You know, if you're get if you're getting that in round back end around three, round four, that's fine. You, you, you take a gamble on that. Take absolutely take a gamble on that. You know, I definitely see where Adam's coming from because there has to be at some point in his career 
you don't want to be the guy that has him when it's the it's the end. You want mm-hmm. to avoid that at all costs. And I agree. It's starting to look that way. It, it very well could be that way. Yeah, I yeah. won't have any shares of Zeke this year. I won't. Well, we'll, we'll, f- we'll see how that goes uh, come August. <laughs> no, he's he is a guy that I am going to avoid, you know, as much as I'm. If there's a guy for this Cowboys offense that I'm going to be crazy for, it's it's CD. It's it's not Zeke. Or Dalton okay. Schultz. No, no, no. Oh, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I am oh, going yeah. to remember that thought in August. Okay. I will. All right. I'll just do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to extra- extrapolate over limited work, but, you know, he did average five point five and a half yards per carry last year. Uh, and he had uh, uh, 719 yards, only the two touchdowns. But, you know, he's a burgeoning talent for sure. He's like a just you wait. You know, he needs an opportunity to be a great guy. Yes, but also this is also based on people that I've talked to in Dallas. There are people within the organization who don't believe Tony Pollard is an every down back by himself. That that could also be true. That's also but, part of the problem. Is, who who is that, really is an every down back though anymore in the NFL? It's yeah, yeah, few and far between. It's exa- there really are that, that doesn't really like. No, that's I, I get it. That's not really great, but there's probably I mean just the guys like a nail at the top of my head that are every down workhorse backs. There's three. It's Najee, it's Derrick Henry, and it's Jonathan Taylor. And even Jonathan Taylor. And even then, right. But yeah, and that's, also, not the, that's not the burn they think it is, honestly. Yeah, but let's not also ignore it. I mean, if anything happens to Zeke, who the hell – who's Dallas going to play over Tony Pollard that's really going to affect Tony Pollard's vibe? I don't even know who the third string running back is on the Dallas Cowboys. Would anybody like to guess who the third string running back of the Dallas Cowboys? I is? can't. I don't. I don't know who the hell it is. You both. Not, you both know who it is. It's Alfred Morris, isn't it? No, it's not Alfred Morris. Okay. Uh. Oh. I, I, is it Kalen Balaj? <laughs> no, it's not Kalen Balaj. No, I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to get it. You know. You know who it is. You know who former it is. jet. Who? Is it a former, former. jet? Um. No. Um, I'm telling you, I'm not getting it. He played for the Chicago Bears. Jordan Howard? No, right? Not Jordan Howard. Not Tariq. Damian Williams, no. Not Damian Um, Williams. Played for the Chicago Bears. He is Caucasian. Is it Ryan Nall? Oh, him, 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 yes. It is Ryan Nall. Nall. I don't know why. I thought it was was Nall. Yeah, forget him. Uh, Exactly. He's not not cutting it to that. That's why I think, you know, if anything happens to Zeke, it, it's the Tony Pollard Nuh-uh. show, regardless of what no. they think. No, which is why Tony Pollard is an elite, elite option to have who has a standalone value where, you know, if you're in, if you're in 10 team leagues, yes, Tony Pollard is worth drafting just because he is elite insurance where if Zeke is doing his thing after five weeks and you don't have Zeke, you could take Tony Pollard, flip into the Zeke owner, get something nice in, in return. Because the Zeke owner is really going to want Tony Pollard just in case, and he'll have value there. So I think Tony Pollard is absolutely a worthwhile investment. I don't know if he's going to be um, the guy that has more points over Zeke if both guys are injured, but I understand the take. I understand the take. I, I don't have any – I'm not going to bash it, put it that way. It's not, it's not like your car take. It's not, it's not like the Derek Carr Fair. take. Fair point. It's like the Derek Carr take. Because this one, there is logic behind, but just because it's Zeke, I don't, I don't see it happening. But I see the logic. It's like you know, you're du- like we're due for, for it. It seems like. Yes, yes, and anybody, anybody who's in startup keeper or startup dynasty, you need to be targeting Tony Pollard. Yeah, for sure. Because or if, if he, he doesn't, or if somehow he's thrown back in your keeper drafts, and you have the opportunity to get him in like the mid rounds, do it. Yeah, because if he doesn't find playing time in Dallas, he's sure as hell going to find it somewhere else. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Wide receiver takes. Uh, Elijah, give me, give me more. Love the guy. Jake already talked about his high upside. Uh, I think his upside, is, his ceiling this year, top 20 for me. I don't think it's bold. Upside, no. I don't think it's bold at all. 
Well, I think, well, okay. I think, I think he finishes top 20 is what no. I, is what I should I say. Yeah. I could say it. Yeah. I mean, it's contingent on Zach Wilson taking that, taking that leap, but I mean, he, okay. he can do it himself. He's fantastic. All right. So let, let's just do a little exercise here. Um, let's just go through some of the receivers that he'll have to challenge. And this, this will be, who do we think finishes higher? Okay. okay. In what in half PPR? Um, full, 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 full. Yeah. In full. Okay. So we'll start with like, we're going to go through a bunch of guys. So just bear, bear with us because I, I really want to get a gauge on this. So let's just start with like the unrealistic options. Maybe uh, who finishes higher Pittman or more. I go Pittman, but it's, it's close. It's closer. I'm, go- yeah. I'm going Pittman. It's, it's not close for me. It's it's close. It it it's close. Not for me. It is for me. Adam. Yeah, it's close for me. I think it's Pittman. Pittman. Okay. Uh, Waddle or more. Ooh, I think it's more. Waddle. Give me, give me more. I see where this is going already. Uh, <laughs> I I just hate Tua. Well, also it's Ty- Terry kills there. Yeah, to, to it now. T. Higgins or Elijah Moore? Nah, give me T. Higgins if he's healthy. T. Joe Higgins, Murrow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson or Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore. I Elijah think. Moore. Deontay Johnson sucks. Listen, no. hell to pit, but Kenny Pickett's going to struggle if he Not, even starts. Deontay Johnson, I think, is bad. Give me Deontay Johnson. That's close enough for me. Uh, let's see. Battle of the Moors, DJ Moore or Elijah Moore? Not even Eli- close. It's Elijah. DJ yeah. Moore is another one. It's like fuck DJ Moore. Enough is he enough. Burned, he burned Bird and I last year and never again with DJ Moore. I won't say never again because I do love DJ Moore. However, I will say Elijah Moore for that one. Brandon Cooks or Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore. Yeah, I like Elijah Moore. Give me Brandon Cooks. I, I'm seeing I'm on the island all by myself in this one. No. Brandon, Brandon Cooks for the floor, though, but Elijah Moore for the ceiling. But it's who's going to finish higher? I think it's Elijah. I, I, think, I think it's, it's Elijah, Elijah Moore because he has the ceilings. I think it's, ceilings. I think if it's you, Cooks. It's the bird, though. You said, though, like if you think Brandon Cooks is in a thousand yard receiver and you think Elijah Moore, I mean, I know you have him as a 900 yard receiver, but you could see him being the 1200 yard. Like I have Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore, if we're being realistic in what he can finish at, I don't know if he's a 1,200-yard receiver this year. Uh, I think he's I think he's a 1,000-yard receiver. The potential? Yeah, I think he's a 1,000-yard receiver too, but I also think Brandon Cooks is a 1,000-yard receiver. I think Brandon Cooks is in for a big year. My projections, he came in as my wide receiver 15. Yeah. Well, Brandon Cooks is the only guy in the offense. He's the only guy that Davis Mills is throwing to. I mean, I could see the logic on that. Yeah. yeah. But Elijah Moore is Elijah Moore. He's a dynamic, he's a dynamic weapon. Yeah. Amari Cooper or Elijah Moore? Amari of Deshaun Watson plays the whole year or six game suspension. No, I can't I can't ride with Jacoby Brissett for six games. I'm sorry. Yeah, I six I, games I don't know suspension. though. Cooper Rush with no, 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 hold the phone. I'm still going Cooper. He was good with, with Cooper Rush and yeah. cast of characters Dallas throughout there. I'm gonna go Cooper. I'm going Amari Cooper. That's not even close. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go Cooper. It's kind of I think, close. I think it's I think it's kind of close with Deshaun Watson being out six games, though. I think it's close to you that if Deshaun Watson played for the whole year, yes, it's not close, but uh well, I think we we know Jake's answer for this one. Uh DK Metcalf or Elijah Moore. I'm going Metcalf. Elijah. Give me give, give me give me more. <laughs> uh McLaurin or Elijah Moore. Give me Elijah Moore. Really? I was gonna go McLaurin. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, oh, isn't this interesting? I kind of like McLaurin also. Just like Carson, Carson Wentz is another one of those guys, though, where the GPS is just is just on one guy. See, I've actually heard really, really good things out of Washington about Jahan Dotson. Yeah, which, which I mean, what can we really hear though? It's not even free. They don't have pads on, bro. Yep, it's true. That it's is true. rookies. That is. Will we like, agree on one? Who the fuck knows? A uh, Chris Godwin or Elijah Moore? Elijah Godwin. Moore. Because Godwin, Godwin was Godwin going to be back for week one? Yeah, if Godwin misses like three or four games, I'm still going to take Godwin because he is. Yeah. No, they did extend him, but still, it's a Tom Brady pass catcher. Yep, I agree. Get, get, Even with I'm, a four game absence, I'm going I'm, Godwin. 
Yeah, but yet again, I'm not going to draft him. I'm done taking guys that have the – I'm not taking guys that are missing games to start a season ever again after the whole Michael Thomas experience. I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Yeah, agreed. I have, I have Godwin at 55 in my uh, in my ranks. So, But if, if I knew who was going to be playing week one, he'd be a top 35, 30 pick. Uh, let's see here. Cortland Sutton or Elijah Moore? I like Sutton. Give me more. Yeah, give me more. Give me, give me more. I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. God, will Jake and I fucking agree on one? Uh, Judy or more? Give me Judy. No, I like give Judy me, give me, I think Jerry Judy sucks. Give me Elijah Moore. Wow. We're not going to agree on one. Uh, he, all right, here, here's the one I think we're going to have a little bit of a debate on. Michael Thomas or Elijah Moore? Michael Thomas. Fuck Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas for me. I'm taking no Michael way. Thomas. All right, Jake, we agree. There I'm taking Michael Thomas. There it is. Well, let me let me ask you something before because we because we're flying through these predictions. I, I do want to ask you something because we we talked about this on the bold prediction show. Adam roasted me for it on mine. I have to ask you, how do you feel about my take of if Michael Thomas is playing and you can guarantee a full bill of health that Jameis Winston will win people fantasy championships? Now that's a guy that we can say could be a top ten quarterback. You like you're talking about Derek Carr being a gunslinger. Uh, mm-hmm. Hello. Well, Jameis is Jameis is actually yes, not even well. He is a gunslinger. Yes, but this he's is like your prototypical definition of a gunslinger. But this is this is also where we differ. I think this is this is like this is philosophy, you know, thing coming out right now. Where conservative Adam, versus aggressive. Yes. Yes. Adam is super conservative. He is not going to want to take any risk. He doesn't want anything to potentially do with a negative or negative point day or a two point day versus Jake or I, where if we get the two point day, ah, shit. But if we can get the 30 point day, we're loving that. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather win by 20 than lose by two. Bingo. Correct. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, spot on. I do know what you're saying. Threes be twos. Yeah, I would. I would much rather have Jameis, who could very easily go 250 yards, three touchdowns, and three picks, versus Derek Carr, who could very easily go 175 and two touchdowns. It's like you, you want to met like did people forget that the last year Michael Thomas played, he caught 150 balls. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Yeah. Now, now I don't know what the situation is with him and the Saints front office at this moment in time, but it seems like the, and this is just mere speculation. This is not anything that I've heard. So don't take this for, for gospel or anything, but it sounds like the two biggest factors of Michael Thomas I guess not wanting to be there, not wanting to play, whatever are gone in Sean Payton and Michael and uh, Drew Brees. So maybe he will want to play with, with Dennis Allen and, and Jameis, which by all accounts sounds like that, that is going to happen that Michael Thomas wants to play for Jameis Winston. I mean, this is a guy that hasn't played in a year and a half also. Yeah. We, we have to hope that ankle is going to, is going to hold up. And he is not not holding up, then call it a career. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I believe the last I heard was uh, two weeks ago ish, two weeks ago ish, something like that, that he had a few steps to clear in rehab, that he is not 100% there yet. Yet we thought this guy was going to play last year after four games. Oh my God. I'm an idiot. Yep. (laughs) Oh my God. Yep. But good God. Uh okay, I'm done with my I'm done with my receivers and I'm done with uh okay with talking about Jameis. I mean this is with, yeah. uh, Jake, Jake, I'm just letting you know right now when we win fantasy championships off the back of Jameis Winston, we're having a party and Adam is an invited deal. I th- I think the Saints are gonna win the division. Good luck with that. I th- I well, how many times the Bucks beat them in the regular season and they no, were a Jared no. Cook fumble away from not advancing in the playoffs. Very true. Well, no, well, Bird, I mean, good luck winning a fantasy championship with Jameis. Oh, it's been done. I'm sure it has. It It has been done. I've done it. And it is a great time. There's honestly, 
there is no more likable player in the NFL for my standards than Jameis Winston. He is so likable. Yeah, he's awesome. He's got a great career in television when he's done playing football. Oh, too. yes, it's he hysterical. Does. Oh, he is like shock jock to the max. I love it. He, yeah, he's, he's a pretty good interview. From my thinking back to my old job when I had to cut uh, press conferences of his, he's pretty funny, for sure. But uh, okay, uh, tight ends. This is a, this is kind of an interesting one for me. Um, honestly, hmm, I'm trying to think. So it's funny, like Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz might get into the top two. Um, I love Dalton Schultz. <laughs> I don't know if I love him more than Travis Kelsey. Well, no, not more than Travis Kelsey. Or and I sure as shit don't love him more than Mark Andrews. Than Mark Andrews. Like, that's kind of... Like, I don't know about all that. That That's my only thing. If you said, like, top five... Well, he could... I mean, he could be top three. I was thinking, like, top three, but, like, no, not bold enough. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's bold. I was going to say, if you said top five, I'm like, it's not really bold, Adam, but... No, well... I mean, three. Uh, fine. I'll go with three. Three is more reasonable. Three is definitely more, more reasonable. Less bold. More reasonable, less bold. I, I just I just don't see the avenue. Number one with Travis Kelsey. Forget him. But nice. even Mark Andrews, those are the two number one receivers for their teams, you know? Correct. With Lamar Jackson. And and I love, I you know, I think Dak Prescott's good. I, I don't think he's, you know, the second coming of God, like uh, my man in the orange shirt over here. But. I've never um, said that. I don't know. You're saying he's going to be the QB one uh, last year or the year before That's, that. So I, I don't know. Tony Romo's second coming of God. Let's um, make, let's make I, that very clear. But I digress. Um, I'll, I'll amend it. Three. He's going to finish third. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, because if, if you're pushing Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey had 134 targets last year and Mark Andrews had 153 targets. So you're basically to get need Dalton Schultz to get somewhere in the range of 130 targets when the most targets he's had in a year are 104 that he got last year. Yes. And honestly, it's interesting because Dalton Schultz, you know, he hasn't reported to uh, training camp with the, on the franchise tag. I mean, I don't know how much of a factor that really is, but uh, it's OTAs. Story. It's OTAs. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, a, it's not really. It's not a story. I know you guys hate him, and I, I do too for where he's being drafted. But I don't know. I think I would take. I think Kyle Pitts is. It's word I'm looking for here. I think there's a little bit more upside and appeal with Pitts as opposed to Schultz. I mean, I'll use my. I'll use Birds CD Lamb argument with Dalton Schultz here where there's a target vacuum with Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson leaving. And those targets can certainly go to uh, Dalton Schultz and Dak does love targeting tight ends and there are stats to prove that, that he loves targeting tight ends. You know, Dak Prescott, as long as he's played a full season, every Dak Prescott tight end has had at least 90 targets. What are where you got that one from? I don't know. A, I mean, a little, a little ju- birdie told me. I could just see more of an uptick for Michael Gallup. I know you love that bird, but I mean, they did pay Michael Gallup a lot of money. They did. They did. So, and Adam, for what it's worth, it's a big birdie. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Michael Gallup that, you know, tore his ACL late in the season. And that's another, it's like another, it's like, it's kind of like Chris Goblin where like he, you know, he's probably not going to play the full season. But I, I want to touch on something that, that, that Jake said because I definitely don't want to leave that uh, covered up, the whole Kyle Pitts thing. See, I have Kyle Pitts at 35 in my ranks. The consensus has him at 32. Yeah, it's, that's just too rich for me, but I, right. like, I see it. But, okay, so let's, let's just play, let's play this game. Let's just say Kyle Pitts 
let's say Kyle Pitts falls and he gets to in the 40s. Let's just say he's available at 41 overall. And Dalton Schultz, you're looking at at 60. No, see that I would take Schultz. I yeah, would take Schultz as well. Fantastic. That's, that's my that's my whole argument. But like I just can't see, I just don't think that Schultz will finish ahead of pits in the rankings but i think it'll be close enough to where i say uh, you know what i got much better value with schultz because i was able to build a more balanced team yeah i'd rather have a second wide receiver one as opposed or a high wide receiver two as opposed to kyle pitts that's what i'm saying i would make a good bet that pitts is going to eclipse schultz in the yardage and but the I think Schultz is going to get him on the touchdowns, which is going to bring the values pretty close together. Like, let me just check this sheet. And, and the catches, I think, will substantially yeah. go to Pitts. Yeah, I have I have Schultz down for uh, seventy eight catches at seven hundred and sixty yards and six touchdowns versus Pitts. Who I have down four. I have him. I have Pitts down for eighty-one catches, one thousand and two yards, and four touchdowns. I think the catch has got to be a little higher. With not, I think Schultz is a little too high with seventy-eight. With all due respect, I think he's more of like a seventy catch guy, like. Kind of like I, a think, 68, I think 72. they're going to go up a little bit because of the, the target vacuum that, that Adam alluded to. Yeah, I think you're making a, a little too big of a deal of that, to be honest with you. I, I just think that Michael Gallup's there. I know he's not going to play the full year, but, I mean, it's a quarter of the season. It's not like it's, like, half the season. Yeah, but, but Schultz also had 78 catches a year ago, so he's basically just repeating what he did from 2021. With more opportunities. With more opportunity, yeah, exactly. I get it, but, like, we talk about this all the time with guys in fantasy where it's like, is you think he's better than what he – you see what I'm saying? It's kind of like the Stefan Diggs thing to a much lesser extent. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, was that – I don't want to call it an outlier, but, like, is he going to do that again? Like, can you say that with supreme confidence? What's more like a Cooper – You, if you want to be more modern – to last year, it's like a Cooper Cup thing. Do you think that? Do you think that's going to be the? Norm? I'm talking a very like much watered down sense. Where listen, you have him at 78. I think he's more of like an upper six. Like we're really just like nitpicking things here. Yeah. That, where I think Pitts is more realistic to where you. I don't think like a four catch difference between the two. If that my math is correct, I'm not a math guy. Yep. I, I just don't see that. I think Pitts is by far the number one target who they sure. drafted with the third overall pick last year. And we've seen Marcus Mariota. We, we talk about this all the time, the GPS being locked in on guys. It was Delaney Walker. Mm-hmm. And Darren Tennessee. Waller when he played for uh, a yeah. couple games in Oakland he likes, or he Las likes Vegas. Bigger target. And, I, and I'm a Dalton Schultz guy too, and you know that. Yeah. I think you're making a little too big of a deal about Amari Cooper leaving the Cowboys because I think that benefits Michael Gallup. They drafted the kid. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jalen Tolbert. J- yes, was South Alabama guy. Yep. Big, big, tall. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. and they did bring in uh, to James Washington. I, I get it. It's James Washington, but I think he'll he will be involved in the Cowboys' offense. Returning yeah. to his home state of Texas, I think he'll be more of those. I think he'll be spread out amongst those guys rather than just like I think CD will get an uptick, but I don't think it's going to be so drastic of an uptick along with Dalton Schultz. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, we're not, I don't think we're basing predictions off of like, this might not be, this is not a career year for Dalton Schultz last year. I think this I mean, could be a top three years for sure. Shit, a career year for him. Yeah, but this could also be a breakout for him where this is just who he but, is now. The breakout happened already last year. Yeah. So we're expecting him to build on that and be and be better. You know, I mean, you could expect, I, I think you could expect that, but I think many the touchdowns are not where Bird, I think progresses. the touchdowns, I think, are going to go up more with, with Schultz. Interesting. I think so that's you, the one where see, I think had, you'll see the difference. Yeah, he had eight touchdowns a year ago. I, I admit that maybe I am a little low on the uh, on the touchdowns, and these projections are obviously aren't aren't final. But could I could I see him potentially being a double digit touchdown guy? Yeah, 
Again. Yeah, I think that's I think that's more likely, and I think a thousand yards could be more. I think the yardage will go. I think the catches will kind of remain the same though. I can't see Dalton Schultz having more catches than Kyle Pitts, just due to the overall like talent around him. Whereas like Drake London, you know, I'm not the biggest guy of his, but and Marcus Mariota throwing to receivers in general. Yeah, you would need you would need though the yard the yards per reception to to go up and he was at 10.4 a year ago. But if we're going on the trajectory that, you know, his career is on the, on the come up, he's gone from 63 catches on 90 targets, 615 yards, 9.8 yards per reception, four touchdowns in 2020, 17 games a year ago, 78 receptions, 104 targets, 808 yards, 10.4 yards per reception, eight touchdowns. So if we're going on that trajectory, I mean, yeah, you could be talking about a 900-yard season with an uh, with a higher uptick of uh, of his yards per reception going up, but maybe the reception would have to would have to go up too. But I, I do agree; I don't necessarily see Schultz eclipsing Pitts on the catches. I, I I don't, but where I see him making up that value is with is with the touchdowns. So we're we're in the same boat on that one. Yeah, cool. All right. So last one is about running backs. And this might be a little, I mean, I don't know, maybe a little personal <laughs> just because this is a guy that burned, not just me, but also bird uh, last year. Clyde Edwards Elair will finish outside the top 50. Top 50 running one. backs or top like top 50. Please hold. <laughs> top yeah, that's actually a very good question because yes. if it's if it's top fifty overall, I don't have them inside my top fifty. No, yeah, it, yeah. well, it's it's running backs. Uh, uh no. top fifty running backs. I think by accident he might fall on the top. I'm not drafting him. Maybe honestly though, we'll see where the dust settles with him. Honestly, because it, it's well, dropping. Listen, he he has more competition now with uh, Rojo. That's true. He's, in, he's injury prone. Andy Reid doesn't trust him at the goal line. The, there's nothing is working in his favor so far. What's working in his favor was he was a first round pick. Yep. And but Ronald I think, Jones is also injury prone. And f- yes. has massive ball security issues as well. And he's yep. useless. He's a useless receiver, too. Correct. But absolutely useless. I, I, I don't know. Top 50 running. Like. I don't know about that, Adam. I think top fifty players. Yes, we are. We're there. Well, he's not in your yeah, top. No, 50. he's not in my. He's no. not in my top fifty. He's not so, close to my top fifty. That's I, I, easy. I, I didn't do like my overall. I don't even think he's going to be inside my top seventy-five, top eighty. He is barely inside my top. My top seventy-five, barely. Yeah, I have him. I have him right at seventy-four. Actually, you know yeah. what? Psych. I just. Moved, I moved him down. I moved him down. He's seventy-five. Yeah, like top 50 running backs. We're talking like the 50th best running backs can be like who's like a rant, like Sony Michelle on the Dolphins, like or like so one the of the, current, Dolph- the Dolphins guys, you know, like Jeff Wilson Jr. will be a top 50 running back this year. So fantasy pros, if you're looking at it right now in full point PPR, Sony Michelle is 52, funny enough. Uh so James White is right smack dab at 50. Like Adam, top fifty running. Like you don't you you don't think Clyde edwards alaire is worthy of being drafted? Well, maybe just like somebody's gonna draft him for because of name value, but I don't think he's gonna finish. Like you he think might he'll not, be on waivers by the end of the season? Probably he might be. He's got to be if he's finishing out by top fifty. So my my question is because I have him right now as my RB twenty nine. How does he get on waivers when he's going to be at least projected as number one running back for the Kansas City Chiefs? Because he could be downright terrible, but I just think as the number one running back for that team, he's going to have to – he may have to be dead to not finish in the top 50 just because it's for the Chiefs. Could could you see a world where Clyde just pulls like the ultimate like Joe Mixon or – who are some oh, other guys? Absolutely, like, I can. Mixon's the perfect example where you, yeah. you drafted him the first like two or three years of his career. 
yep. burned you miserably the one year you're so out bad if that happens but i mean I'd be, i feel good for him but, but like yeah for my prediction let, i would feel terrible about it let me ask you this then adam let me ask you this if it's not clyde who is it who's the the number one who would the guy be because there's going to be a kansas city Chiefs running back that finishes in the top 50 so if it's not clyde who is it it has to be rojo no yeah, it has to be probably. Rojo. Or it, have to, it would have to be like Derek Gore. No, forget Derek Gore. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like Daryl Williams is gone. Rojo, paging paging Daryl Williams. Uh, Daryl uh, Williams. Is where where Daryl Williams? He went to Arizona. Arizona. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah, I thought Anthony Thomas was a sleeper this year. Sorry about that. Love Still could Thomas. be. Still could be. Go Ducks. No, can't, oh. no, can't. He went to no, no, no. He, that was oh, USC. I thought you said thinking, D- yeah, Anthony, Anthony Thomas went to USC. I thought you said D. Yeah, you think of Anthony Thomas from Oregon? No, he's out of the. I think he's in like the AF, AFL now. Or he played for the Chiefs, people. actually. Yeah, he did. But I thought he was a sleeper this year. Listen, do not sleep. Like I don't like Darrell Williams might not make the roster. Who knows? But you didn't answer my question, Adam. Is it Ronald Jones then? Yeah, it's Rojo. I mean, it's well, it's a committee for. It's going to be a committee at running back for Kansas City, but it's probably going to be if it's not Clyde, it's Rojo. I don't and think where, it's a committee. So, I, th- I think it's so a then where's, Ro- where's Rojo finishing? He's probably like 40-ish. He's in the 40s. No way. Whoa, there's no way, whoa, whoa, there's no way two Chiefs whoa. running backs are finishing. Four. There's no, bro. There's, there's, there's no, no way. way. No, no. If, he, if it's not Clyde and it's Rojo, then Rojo's finishing around in the 40s. Listen, if Cl- just to like just simplify matters, if Clyde is outside the top fifty, Rojo is a top twenty-five running back by accident in Absolutely. fantasy football. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Just he yep. has to show up. There, there are two. There are two outcomes. No, three. Outcome one: Clyde is a top twenty running back. Rojo is not even top seventy. Option two: Clyde is a top seventy running back. Rojo is a top twenty-five running back. Option three, they're both top 35 running backs. Yeah, that's that's it. I think, listen, I think the most likely scenario is like, I, I'm gonna take, I think I'd rather have Clyde honestly this year. I'd rather have Clyde as well. And that's, and I, that's I don't really like, want him, but yeah, that's with, a, that's with a gun to my head. It's like, could you see? Because last year, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I don't think this was true, but with Tampa last year. Wasn't there Rojo going ahead of Leonard Fournette in some drafts, or weren't they like pretty close to each other? Two years ago. Well, yeah, two years ago. Oh, two more, years. but but let, but I'm talking the last year because Fournette was like a ninth round, eighth round, ninth round guy, right? And Rojo was like an eleventh round guy, so they were kind of close. Kind of, well, yeah. No, you're right. You are right. Well, the, the thing is, is that last year until the playoffs, Rojo was the lead back, kind of in Tampa. Like every single week. No, he was. Yeah, not. In twenty, in twenty twenty, yeah, in twenty twenty, uh, yes, because then because then Fournette was the healthy scratch against Green Bay. I had both of them, and every week, just about, I was like asking Bird, "Oh, which one should I start? Who's going to have a good week this week? If it's get out of Rojo and Fournette, because I drafted Fournette and then he got cut, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean. He could be on the downswing uh, because he just had a really bad year last year. Not even 500 yards, four touchdowns. But he's getting, he's in a good offense again. He is an opportunity. I don't know. I'm curious to see what the projections are for Clyde. All right, so I have Clyde down for 185 carries. 823 yards, six touchdowns, also logging 46 catches for 372 yards and three touchdowns. So I have him as a thousand yard back with nine, 10 touchdowns. Wait a minute, who the hell do you have as a thousand yard back? Clyde. This is, yeah. You think a thousand yards? That, that's a thousand pretty- yards total. Thousand yards total. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Total. Okay. Not right. on the ground. Not not on the ground. No way. If, if I had if I had Clyde projected as, as a thousand yard rusher and he's only at seventy five, uh, fantasy pros would kick me off of their site. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, 
I just really, I, I really struggle with, with the, I mean, it's just by default, like we could talk about how you and I, we've talked about this in the past that we are not big Clyde guys. We never no. have been, but it's just like, it's let just, somebody else deal with it. Yeah. It's just the situation of by default, someone is going to have to be the top dog for this offense. And I would honestly say the best approach to deal with this Kansas city chiefs backfield draft, both of them. I mean, yeah, draft Clyde in round eight, take Ronald Jones in round 12. I mean, this might might turn into a might have a mess on your hands though. This might turn into into Tampa Bay part two. This is, this is, yeah, this could be Tampa Bay part two for sure. It could be a mess, but guess what? There, there's a message, message situation that I would actually kind of be okay with having. It's this one because you have two injury-prone guys, and if one guy goes down, you have a top 15 running back in your hands. Yeah, you, you'd think, but... Well, maybe top 20. Maybe top 20. Yeah, like, it just hasn't been the same for Kansas City since Kareem Hunt left town. Oh, it's true. It's like it's once true. you think you got the guy, then there here comes Derek Orr. Right, right. And you're not you're not going to go and and, and it, you're not going to do what we did. And I say we, I mean all of us as a whole. That anybody who was invested in the Baltimore Ravens a year ago, you know, going and spending. I, I honestly, I really want to know how much Fab was spent collectively on Gus Edwards when J.K. Dobbins went down, and then on Latavius Murray, Tyson so, Williams, Devontae Bell. Freeman, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. You could have yeah. a situation like that, and whew, no yeah, thanks. Good God! I mean, is there is there a running back that could be out there that we're just not looking at and saying maybe he goes to Kansas City? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a like, couple. <sighs> I just really feel like they bring in somebody else and just make this Todd Gurley. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, good. God, I, no. I almost said that. No, if Todd Gurley's never playing again in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think it, he, he even said so. He said that he just didn't, he didn't miss it at all. So I think that's really all you need to know about, uh, about where it, what? Like who, this, who? I'm trying to find the free agent running backs currently. This is this is an, an interesting one. But what if what if the Chiefs were to offer something to the Giants for Saquon Barkley? No, it's not happening. Holy it's not holy. happening. No, but just in in just like in fantasy land. No. Here's some here's some guys that are available. I, I have two that I think Kansas City might actually look at. Could uh, they take t- a flyer. A flyer on David Johnson, mm. noted one mm. season wonder. A little boring. I, I was going to go more with Devontae Freeman. I mean, yeah, because what he did, what he did for the Ravens last year, yeah, yeah. What, what, why wouldn't he be a thing? Exactly. And Alex Collins is like a bigger goal line type back. Because remember Collins when he was makes, also a thing last year? Yeah, Collins makes a lot of sense. Peyton Barber is available. Oh God! Oh God! I'd cry. Why couldn't Melvin Gordon just go there? Literally, oh why? Gosh. Why? Or even, or even like before he signed with Atlanta, just Dick Damian Williams go back to Kansas City, or even, or even Jake and I's best friend Mike Davis. Oh God! I, I just think Melvin Gordon is like the number one public enemy. Oh yes, he is. Oh yes, he is. I have a, I have a bolo out on that guy. <laughs> Mike oh, Davis, my Javante Williams dream. It was so nice while it lasted. A team like the Rams make a lot of sense for Devonte Freeman, though. In all seriousness, oh, I'd, I'd cry. I would actually cry. You think so? I don't think he'd be any threat for Cam Akers. Uh, I would be sick to my stomach. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's good enough to actually play, though. Is the is the thing. The problem like, is that if they were to sign, if they were to sign him and bring him in, that's that's what the intent of actually playing him, like no, a name of, like Devonte Freeman. Yeah, but I don't think. But like, here's another team that I said made sense. But like, would you cry about this one? A reunion with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco for Devonte Freeman? Just add another running back to the pile. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm planning on keeping Elijah Mitchell. So yeah, I would be pretty upset about that. But it makes sense. <laughs> Just, especially just if they, retire. especially if they want to shy away from having to potentially rely on Trey Sermon, who we know is just 
the most reliable guy in the world. Why don't you just <laughs> go back to Atlanta if you want to do reunions? Well, yeah, they already that. signed the running back this all season. They got Damian Williams. Yeah. And they and they have Cordero Patterson there on a uh, on a the, nice little uh, nice little contract. I'm, the I'm, Texans would absolutely destroy me. Like, please just leave Damian Pierce alone. Uh, leave Damian Pierce alone for the love of God, please. Where I'm curious, where where did I rank Damian Pierce? Well, I'm, they had to get Marlon Mack, of course. Of course, yeah, of course. And then Rex Burkett still being there. Uh, Damian Pierce, I have. If I could find them. Ah, okay. I have Damian Pierce at 125th overall. I got to ask Adam this question. I'm sorry, Bird. Just popped yeah, up ahead. in my head. Go ahead. Adam, who do you, who do you think finishes higher this year? Clyde? <laughs> or Bird, can you guess the name that I'm about to give him? <laughs> oh, I know the name. It's a slur and I can't say it. Miles fucking Gaskin. Yeah, Miles Gaskin. That... Oh God! Oh, there's oh, a there's a four letter word that's on the tip of my tongue that I really want to say right now, but it would require me putting in a beep. I really don't want to. It's like the one word that you beep too. It, yep, yep, it's the one. Because you really, it's like a, it's like a super curse, basically. Yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. And it starts with C. I enjoy my job security. Yeah. Uh, Miles Gaskin or Clyde? I, I mean, Clyde finishes higher because Miles Gaskin. Fuck Miles Gaskin. He's not going to finish. Yeah, I still think Miles Gaskin's going to finish inside the top fifty, and so do I with Clyde. Good Can, God! Imagine Miles Gaskin gets traded to a team and just starts annoying us like the Rams. Oh my <laughs> God! I would, I would die. I would die. I have Miles Gaskin. For those who are concerned, I have Miles Gaskin at two hundred fortieth overall. Shouldn't even be on your rankings. No, I, I I honestly, I could have put him lower. But then again, I'd be putting Miles Gaskin with the likes of the defenses and the kickers. And I was like, you know what? The, the guy is, the, the guy has hurt me, but he hasn't flat out murdered me or my family. So I'll, 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 I'll keep him. I'll Fancy keep him Pros has him at 62. Miles Gaskin. <laughs> oh, at the, at the running backs. Okay. And the, yeah. over, at the overalls. Gaskin is at 199. Okay, so Clyde over Miles Gaskin. Not yes. that low on him. No. No. That's any anybody over over by uh, Miles Gaskin over anybody is that's a death sentence. I mean 51 still counts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miles Gaskin is dead to me. Fuck him. I mean, yeah, bastard. Like I said, it's not reasonable measured takes. Yeah. It's bold predictions. <laughs> it's bold. It's bold. It's bold. Oh, it's definitely bold. But at least you didn't give Clyde the uh, death sentence and say Miles Gask will be better than him. No. That, no. That is a death sentence. I am not a huge fan of Clyde, but I'm not that. I don't know. I wouldn't wish that on, on anybody. Fair. Well, this has been an interesting mini series. It has. We've learned it some is. things. <laughs> yes, we have. We've learned a lot of things. We've learned some things. Had some arguments. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's nice. It was nice having the three of us, the three amigos, on on the same podcast on the same Zoom call. So yeah. we should do it again sometime. We will probably next year when we do bull predictions all over again. Jake, I'll see you in the mailbag. See you in Portland, Oregon on the mailbag. Good night, Portland. <laughs> when you stand with Portland, Portland stands with you. I stand with sure. Portland. Yes. We, uh, we stand Portland here. You're Correct. Not wrong. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Brooksell, and for Jake Simone, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time. We love you, Portland. Bye-bye.